Commodity prices are dropping and maybe it's something to celebrate, maybe not. But there's another complication on top of that, which is that Nat Gas is surging again. Let's bring in Chris Robinson, Managing Director of TJM Institutional Services, back with us here after joining Ben this morning. Chris, good to see you. Hope you're rested after the weekend. You ready to do some trading? I've been up since 5.30, even though I'm in, in Michigan. So I'm um, getting ready to shut it down in about an hour. So it was a busy night. You mentioned net gas. We also had a lot of action in the grains. So the commodities are certainly moving right now. All right. Well, that's why I know you're paying attention because uh, the commodity markets are starting to get kind of interesting. Crude refuses to break down below 95 bucks, it seems. And that gas looks like it's tracking back to the highs. So let's start with Natty there. Uh, why do you think, I mean, is this just uh, Europe doesn't have enough energy to supply the demand or what's going on? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, price is what really matters. And we're back up you know, above that um, eight cent level, 880 level. Um, and the market's looking for the demand destruction. And uh, I don't think that that's a problem that's gonna be solved quickly. I don't think we've gotten to the point yet where it's gonna make sense to take natural gas from the U.S. and send it over there, although that may end up where we end up being down the road. If prices get high enough, you know, that could be a possibility. But um, that's that's continuing to kind of, you know, drive the rest of the market, too. And you did mention crude oil. Crude oil has been sitting right at that 95, 96 level. You and I have talked a lot about that. What it, why is that significant? Well, you take the November lows, 62 and a half, and the contract highs, we're sitting right in the middle. So the market is trying to, um, you know, we've come back to this halfway point every day. It's a tug of war at that 96.50 level, 95.50 level. And I would be waiting for the next breakout. I'm not sure exactly which way it's going to go. Um, if we do have a protracted worldwide recession, you've got to think that that's negative because that'll be a slowdown in the economy. So that's, I think, the the, the key to watch. Mm. Uh, are you a... Um a believer of the commodity demand destruction, or do you think some magic happened in our supply chain, uh, Chris? <laughs> well, at the end <laughs> of the to, day, it's- You know, the, prime, the, the, prime the pump there. Yeah, at the end of the day, the cure for high prices is high prices, right? So what, the problem is you can't just flick a switch and uh, uh, increase the supply that we need. So we're still running around a million barrels a day, less than where we were, I think, at our peak. Um, and that's, I think that's not going to change quickly overnight. Um, also, too, the only, the only thing that's really helped pull back, except for Nat Gas, uh, although Nat Gas, of course, did just have a correction. It's starting to rally back. But the thing that, that helped pull everything back was, you know, about a month ago, actually about seven weeks ago, six or seven weeks ago, they, they uh, kind of pulled the plug on the I want to be long commodity uh, bet. You saw big, big corrections across the board in a lot of commodities from cotton to crude oil to uh, get remember crude oil dropped 35 bucks, you know, so we did have, we have had a pullback here. We're just kind of hit the reset button, but cotton lost almost its entire whole year's rally. The same thing for corn, wheat lost, you know, $5 a bushel uh, in about two months. That was a tremendous collapse. We're back to where we were in January or December. Um, just Friday, we made six month lows for corn as well as soybeans. So the market has definitely reset on the whole inflation um, um, risk off bet. Mm, okay. So I like the way you, you phrased that. The market is reset, uh, but have we entered a new paradigm? What will you be looking for to see if crude can break down into the 80s, the 90s? Uh, you know, we keep holding this level. Uh, how do we know if uh, the ags will be able to sustain a downtrend? I mean, 
if uh, we do knock out the bad inflation and our economy catches itself and we start grinding this reopen trade, maybe China gets back. I mean, those would be commodity price positive things, wouldn't they? Well, demand and, and honestly, a lot of this demand can, can be inelastic. Um, and, and with commodities, you know, there's always another growing season. As soon as we're harvesting here in the United States, they're planting in South America. So there's, it is a, an evolving trade, which is different than um, certainly if you're looking at uh, what it takes to go increase drilling or something like that. So um, with with a grain-based commodity or small grains, cotton, what have you, if prices get high enough, I mean, you know, people will grow corn on the, on the roofs of uh, high rises in New York City if corn got expensive enough. I mean, at some point, Supply will meet that. I mean, that's an extreme kind I've of. I've never silly seen those analogy. before. I lived in New York for eight years. It's kind of a, it's a silly analogy, but you know, it would eventually you'd have that. Eventually, somebody would be like, you know what? I don't want to uh, grow X. I'm going to do this. So we will get there. Um, we do have tight supplies for wheat, which has never changed. That kind of drove us all the way along. The, the thing that's driving us now is, which I think is odd, is in a, you know in. November, December, the war in Ukraine was bullish for commodities. Now it's suddenly, you know, we've, we've switched to the kind of the group think that it's going to be bad for commodities. So, um, you know, these these markets, they ebb and they flow. Certainly the market got super, super heavy with a lot of people that probably have never owned commodities in their entire life. Um, you know, all they all wanted to be in these ETFs. ETFs We're shaking so out the weak hands. Yeah, yeah. So now we've, again, and it's no coincidence that Across the board, we've had that 50% pullback. So the way I look at it, it's a, it's a reset button. Um, it gives everybody a chance to to reload, to put new risk uh, risk trades on. Obviously, you know, um, if you're a, a long-term person where you think that uh, inflation is going to be, you know, it's here to stay, these are the types of rallies you, you want to buy. Also, too, I guess not to get too far in the weeds, but look at the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar for really 18 months. Uh, you know, has been trending higher. Yeah, we've had two, three cent pullbacks, but that's something to watch because that is this just like a, um, um, you know, it's it's a steady climb from the lower left to the upper right on your charts, and that's I think more important. If you really want to know, probably what's a good uh, level to watch or good simple one indicator to watch, okay. watch the U.S. dollar because that's going to impact our exports, and um, you know, but. We're here in the middle of the summer. We're in the middle of our growing season. We're at a crucial growing season for corn and beans, not, not so much for wheat. Um, so there's that to throw in there as well. Okay. And um, again, the end of the day, you want to be in a market that's moving. We went through seven years in the grains where we didn't move at all. And, you know, it's always that same expression, you know, careful what you wish for, because now there's certainly enough volatility for everybody that uh, it wants some. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're trying to grow away out of some of it here. I guess we'll yes. find out uh, how the end of the summer and the crop yield comes in. We'll, we'll have you keep us posted on. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Appreciate that. Thanks, Mr. Robinson.